you go with or without what your mission agency thinks you need. Luke chapter 9 verse 58 Jesus replied, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. This is the New International Version. A missionary couple I know complained that they didn't have enough monthly support raised. I was talking to the young man one day. I said, Brother, you say God is responsible to provide for you. So, the amount of support you had come in this month is what God gave you. It is what you have in your hands today. And it is enough. I never would have dreamed that missionaries would have to ask their supporters to give them so much monthly support. Here's an important concept. What you have in your hands today is enough, and it is what God has provided. Jesus' disciples didn't have much when he sent them. Some interpretations of the New Testament read that if you had a bag or money or extra clothing, you had to leave it behind before Jesus would send you out. Once you were sent out, what you had in your hands right now is God's provision for you today. And right now, today, it is enough. The amount of monthly support you have now is enough. Go now with what you have. The monthly support you get right now is enough. What you have coming in every month right now today is what God has provided. So shouldn't that be enough? Remember that pledges are just promises to give. It's not money in the bank. Supporters forget you. They have babies. They need new cars. They buy new houses and so on. If you have the conviction that God has told you in his word to go, he probably does not mean two years from now when you have all your monthly support raised. He means now. What you have pledged or in your bank account is what you go with. You go with or without what you think you need. What you have is what you have. What you have has absolutely no bearing on whether you go or not. Going is all about God. God is in the going. His provision comes later as you go along. It's not the other way around. People will think that this is odd, but what is odd is that when people buy a house, they usually don't pay cash. When a young person goes to university, they don't pay it all up front. They believe that the finances will come somehow. It's a risk. People take it in good faith that it will somehow happen. But when people go to the mission field, they want everything up front. 
They don't budge until they have most of it pledged and the startup fund in the bank. The problem with being sent by a mission agency is that they have set levels of finances that you are required to raise in advance. And don't forget, you will have to keep this level raised month after month, year after year. Normally, you have to reach 70% of this level before you can even go. So where do the mission agencies get these monthly support levels anyway? They don't pull them out of a hat. I would like to know who arrived at the figure $60,000 a year for my friends. You hear it said, where God guides, God provides. But as soon as you have raised most of your monthly support, for many years, I was with a mission agency that required much more than we needed on the field. We never got to the required monthly level of support, and eventually they cut us from the mission. The modern missionary sending agency has set your monthly support to the point that if you wait until you have the required amount raised, you might never go. The idea is that if you go with less than 50% of the commitments and pledges and they don't come in, you will eventually have to return home. But this is only because you have allowed the missionary agency to dictate what you will need on the field. If you go with what you have, trusting God and accepting that it is enough, you can stay on the mission field without the worry or bother of the continual generation of your monthly support level. Some missionaries even feel that God didn't want them on the field because their support never came in. This is a lie from the enemy to keep people from being missionaries. God always provides. It just might not be what the mission agency says we need, it might not be what we think we need or what we want. Go with what you have and live on what you have. Don't worry about your monthly support level. I don't think God is worried about your monthly support level. If you are constantly thinking about how much support you do not have, it will only make you upset with those people back at home living it up. You will hear about them, living their lives as though you didn't even exist. If you focus on them, you are not focusing on the mission. They're buying new houses, having more babies, and cuddled up on the couch in front of their huge television sets, snacking on all the goodies that you don't have access to. Most of them will not care that you don't have your monthly support level. They pledged what they pledged and no more. You can't be upset with them for it. They have no sense of urgency for the Great Commission to get finished. That's why they're at home and you are on the mission field. It may be that Jesus told his disciples to take nothing for the journey 
so that they would not ever have to look back. You can go to the mission field and never have to look back. If you continue to focus on your monthly support level and on those who have not come through with their pledges, it will seem at times that your supporters and family are rubbing it in that they live back at home with all the luxuries. This is why I personally don't pay attention to the people in my country of origin. You can let it get to you. But Jesus told you to go and take nothing for the journey and to not look back. If they aren't going to give to you, that is between them and God. They are not the ones on the mission field. They stayed home to work jobs and live the good life. You decided to leave it all and obey God. No matter what your circumstances are, keep your eyes on Jesus. If you do, eventually you will not care about it anymore. Your supporters' lifestyles will become insignificant and living on the mission field will become normal to you. Luke chapter 18 verses 27 through 30 Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left everything to follow you. I tell you the truth, Jesus said to them, No one who has left home or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and the age to come, eternal life. Jesus not only knows what he's doing, but he knows how to reward his faithful. His reward is not proportionate to the sacrifice. It is far beyond it. Read the verse again. The disciples say that they have left everything to follow him. Take nothing for the journey is not hyperbole. Peter is not exaggerating when he says everything. So, what do you want? A huge television set in a $200,000 home here? Or many times more in the age to come? If you could walk in heaven for one minute, all the material things in this world would look pretty ridiculous in comparison to his rewards. How are the missionaries' monthly support levels set anyway? Most mission agencies are based in the country of origin. Sometimes they're staffed with people who have never been on the mission field, and therefore they want their missionaries to have everything they do. I guess it's a way for them to not feel as guilty. Or, I guess it's their way of somehow trying to comfort their missionaries for being on the field. They might think that you deserve it. After all, you are leaving the posh homeland. But you, the missionary, might not ever get to live the lifestyle you once had in your country of origin. You might not have everything you want on the mission field. You might not be able to put your children into the best schools. You might not get to live like other missionaries do. 
If you find yourself living similarly to when you were at home, you probably have not gone to a remote unreached people group. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 8 But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. It might be that your mission agency is asking you to raise more than you need so that you'll end up with at least half. They may know that you can get by on half. Or it might be that they've placed your monthly support level by the economy of the country that you'll be going to. I could never understand how my mission figured that my wife and I needed 4500 US dollars per month to live in Mexico. My mission set the same level for all 250 missionaries around the world. Everyone had to raise that amount no matter where they lived. It might be that your agency really believes that you need to live nearly the same level of lifestyle that you had when you were at home. Many missionaries do. However, the higher you live above the people group to whom you are ministering to, the harder it is to disciple them. You should know that the more money you have, the more stuff you will rent, buy, and depend on. Also, the more things you have, the harder it is to go far enough to be in a remote, unreached people group. The more baggage you have to take, the less likely it is that you'll get out into an area where the gospel has not been preached before. The Mormon Church knows a little about missionary sending. Their missionary service used to be obligatory. If you are a good Mormon today, you will put in two years, and you are sent with very little. They have learned to travel light. If the Christian church had half of the dedication and common sense that the Mormon church had, we would have discipled the nations by now. The Mormons are becoming more serious about language learning and translating their own books. I'm sure they have a plan to reach all the ethnic groups and languages by now. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is faith. First, we build up in the missionary's mind that they'll have it pretty good on the mission field with $4,500 a month. We build up the expectation that they will get all those pledges. The missionary goes, the pledges don't come in, the missionaries get depressed because they have to live on what they think is less. When they get discouraged, they go home. So, all of this has set them up to fail. What is worse is that the missionaries feel that the people back home don't care enough, and now the lies of the enemy come in, saying that God did not provide, and therefore God did not guide. They return home to try to raise more support, and even get trapped into the same system, set up to fail again.
Many times missionaries find it harder to raise support and harder to break free of the temptation to live the materialistic delusion. Thousands of missionaries return home with full intentions of going back to the mission field and they just can't seem to get there. They basically wash out for lack of faith, not necessarily for the faulty missionary sending protocol. We all know that individuals and churches are not giving to missions like they did in the past. In light of this, I cannot understand why agencies continue to have the high support requirements. Giving has decreased to missions overall, but does this mean that we're supposed to stop going to the mission field? Are we, are we supposed to forget our convictions just because the church is now less committed or disinterested? We hear missionary candidates say that they're not even going to attempt to go to the mission field because their church will not help them. The solution is simple. You will live on whatever God provides this month. You can live on it, and you will have to live on it. But it shouldn't embarrass you at all that you don't have people backing you and believing in you enough to have 100% of your set monthly support. If you are a humble servant of Jesus Christ, it will not be below your dignity to do a little work on the mission field. If you wait on your friends back home to catch your vision, you might be waiting for a long time. It is your vision, not theirs. So don't get too upset if they don't get behind you. Read the New Testament again, and this time with complete motivation to go to the mission field. If you wait on your friends back home to catch your vision, you might wait for a long time. It is your vision, not theirs. So don't get too upset with them if they don't get behind your vision. Read the New Testament again, this time from a complete motivation to go to the mission field. God did not give the vision to your friends. He gave it to you. Your friends are irrelevant. The focus is not on them. The entire church should be intently involved in the mission. Nevertheless, the supporters you have in your hands is what you have. It is what it is. If you don't go because you think it is too little, what are you telling God? I once said to God that I would not go to the mission field until I had enough money for my missionary visa. I really didn't need the missionary visa, but I'll talk about that later. I thought that my monthly support would increase in order to pay for my visa. When it did not increase, I had to find a way to make the money. God provided through work. Hebrews chapter 15 Verses 5 through 6. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. 
So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord needs committed disciples to go to remote, totally unreached people groups, learning their language and getting scriptures translated into those languages. Money is a non-issue. If you can just get into what God is doing, you will not have time to worry about money or donors. The enemy always wants you to be thinking about money and your supporters and not on the unreached people group that you were sent to. It also keeps you in a place where you're constantly having to be communicating with your people back home. It also requires you to live in a place that has enough technology so that you are able to keep up with all these communications. A couple of years ago, a friend gave me a book on missionary support raising. On the cover is a cartoon character of a man with a sad face holding a ball and chain in his hands attached to his leg. This pretty much sums up the estimation of most missionaries about support raising. We would all rather be doing what the Lord has called us to do instead of having to raise support. Money can't buy happiness, and it surely can't buy world evangelism. It hasn't bought it yet, and it's quite possible that it's hindered it. It is not a New Testament prerequisite, so just move the whole support-raising issue right off the table. Free yourself up and go do missions. A materialistic society thinks that money solves all our problems. Satan has slowly and carefully deceived the mission effort to believing that we need to take along many things for the journey. I was recently traveling to a remote unreached people group with a veteran missionary, and he told me, Bringing finances into the mission field makes it almost impossible to turn the work over to the indigenous leadership. When missionaries come in with money, the local Christians don't ever want to see the missionaries go. The indigenous leadership will even pretend to be immature in order to keep the missionary on the field, because when the missionary goes, the money goes with him. Money also brings problems into the local indigenous church because it creates an unhealthy desire for more money. Local believers become more concerned with the church building and all the equipment and good gear needed to have church services than they are with discipleship and evangelism. They actually believe that because the Western missionary has money, God is somehow behind him more. The Global South, or the emerging missionary movement, will never send missionaries having all the finances pledged. They are unknowingly modeling the Global North the way missions should be done. Most Global South missionaries have little or no monthly support. I live in the Global South and work in the emerging missionary movement, 
and have had the privilege of interviewing hundreds of missionaries and candidates. The missionaries in India, Africa, Indonesia, and Latin America do not have sufficient monthly support by the Global North standards, but then again, they don't need it. None of us really need it. The Global North really doesn't believe that it can be done without money, and this is their problem. They have elevated their theology and missiology above Christ's. They think that they are smarter than Jesus. It's called a God complex. In this case, it is a God complex about mission work. They don't make a move without a business plan. I've also interviewed several people about what they think Luke chapter 9 verse 3 means. It means what it means. Global North missionaries have taught the Global South that money is very important, and this has hindered the expansion of the gospel into the remote unreached areas and peoples. Had the Global South just gone and made disciples, instead of waiting around trying to raise all that monthly support like they were taught, we would not be so far behind today. Luke chapter 22, verse 35. Then Jesus asked his disciples, When I sent you without purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. There are exceptions of Global North missionaries on the field living by faith on very little. God bless you. Many of you listening to this message right now are living on very little and living by faith month to month. You went with what you had, not waiting around until all your finances were in order. Be encouraged in the Lord and be blessed. You are faithful dear brothers and sisters.